0: It's like a seismograph of a puppy walking. (laughs) (laughs) That's the bumper. (laughs) There you go.
1: Perfect.
0: That's also easier to edit. Yeah, nice. Let's go. (laughs) All right. Hello and welcome everybody to Vibe Union podcast episode number 26. We are wrecked. (laughs) My name is MQ, to my right here I've got Rath and to his right we've got Amutha. Before we begin it's important to acknowledge that we are meeting here and we are getting to chat and we have the privilege of being artists and getting to play on stolen land and land uh, the sovereignty over which was never ceded is land that was cared for by the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin nation for the past tens of thousands of years. And that custodianship I think is a really important reminder. It's not ownership, it's not dominion, it's actually just working harmoniously and facilitating the growth of the land through creativity, through creation, through production uh, and growth. And doing that harmoniously, I think, is something that we want to take on and be a part of. So thank you for joining us in that. We want to pay respect to indigenous elders, past, present, and emerging. The community lives on stronger than ever, and we're glad to continue to see it flourish. As we kick off today's episode, I mean, we look around and... <laughs> that was a masterclass. So
2: every <laughs> single time. Uh,
0: you just you speak from the heart. Yeah, yeah. That's a, uh,
1: it's, yeah it's, it's such an honest place. Mm-hmm. It's
0: crazy. Um, that is probably about the most lucidity that I'll be able to muster today because <laughs> like these cats, I am wrecked. I am feeling very tired. Uh, it's, been, it's been a hefty week uh, and for any number of reasons. But yeah, what, what's, what's wrecking you, right? Man, uh, well, let's say Vibe Union has stepped up
1: a lot recently Mm. in terms of workload, which is amazing. It's the greatest thing. And let's um, kind of actually start straight away with... We've we've got a new weekly event called Talking Blue, which we've done an episode on recently, and it's been amazing. Go check it out. Uh, But that's every week, and that's now marketing that every week. And we've got... Other gigs coming up, we've got Live Bird almost every second week. We've got Rapper's Delight at the end of the month. We're hitting up other local events. I'm tired, man.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. I'm so exhausted. Um, I've always been – I've done a lot of event management and stuff like that and working in hospitality for a long, long time. So I, I I'm. I said to you before this podcast, that I'm not a big partier. That's actually not true. I have always been, <laughs> I've always been a heavy drinker, just to be totally straight, that I've had – many issues with overconsumption of alcohol and this these past few weeks has taken me right back to how I used to work in a in a past job doing live event production for a small venue and alcohol's free flowing there's a lot of people around i'm not a huge social butterfly so when i am surrounded i often either need mm, i don't need obviously but i use o- alcohol to cope or I just get excited like a little puppy dog. And I'm just like, "Oh, well, there's people around. I'm not going gonna, gonna to have a couple of drinks. Uh-huh. And that that snowballs really,
0: really fast. So, yeah, yeah, I'm wrecked. Wrecked. All right. And what about you, Amatha? Where are you at?
2: Where am I at? I have no idea,
0: <laughs> first and
2: foremost. Um, I don't know. I've been going through a very interesting, introspective time. And it's coming out through my creativity. But it's just life that I'm living as well, you know. All these insecurities are being brought to the surface that I've kind of kept hidden away because I'm exploring a different part of myself in this period of my life. So that emotional exhaustion coupled with, you know, having to muster up energy to a crowd that doesn't want to give it to you because they don't know you and they don't care about you. That kind of cycle has been, you know, taking its toll a little bit, but you know, overall I feel pretty fucking good. Actually, I want
1: to also say I'm also feeling really good, by the way. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I'm drained, but this is not like, I'm out, man, I'm done. No, this is like just a reassessment of of the lifestyle side of things of how Mm. this, of just the sheer workload Mm -hmm. while it's also, it's a creative process. It's a a social environment um, and that's, it requires a lot of energy from every part of your life. It's a very emotional thing. It's a very physical thing as well.
2: So at the moment I'm kind of trying to find a balance and I think that's, you know, it's a bit of a dance but uh, I'm, I'm figuring it out slowly. I, I love my life. I enjoy every, every aspect of it and I understand that this is part of that process of me unfolding into whoever I need to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's actually the process of metamorphosis. Like I like that sort of evolution. There is a version of you that you need to get to. Mm. So, you know, we, we assume that uh, you know, a caterpillar while it's in the cocoon is just dormant. But actually, the whole reason that it's consuming so, so, so much is because it's just expending insane amounts of energy while it's in that cocoon stage mm-hmm. before it emerges. Mm. And so right now, it almost—I guess what we're describing is this rest, this this pause, which is like honestly three hours long before we yeah. rehearse for tomorrow's <laughs> gig, and then we've got a gig <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. But this sort of cocoon phase is where we finally get to be like, okay, right, this is the exhale. This is the expend- mm. like expenditure of energy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that, that it's, you know, it does take that energy to evolve. It does take that to grow mm. um, and we need to keep growing, right? You like, also turn into a soup inside the cocoon. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. yeah. And, and I'm transmute. It can relate yeah. to yeah. the feeling <laughs> like soup. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that transmutation, that, that transformation I think is, is really big and, um, I guess that's that's the thing is like we're all on this journey to kind of grow as artists like that's how we all met each other that's how we all started um, and why we've started this whole experience in this project um, in terms of that I guess like we recognize that that is then a lifestyle like is this is this yep. lifestyle of being an artist something that you expected like what what have, what have been sort of the biggest surprises to come out of uh, this artist lifestyle
1: when I I always knew that I was going to be an artist. So I always knew I was going to be a musician, I think, when I was like around 12 because my parents are music musicians and um and so I expected that, but I went through that phase working at that old job and being in bands at that period of my life when I was about like 17, 18, 19 something like that and continued a little bit past that maybe like 20. Um and it was kind of like this. It was he- huge workloads and a lot of Drinking and a lot of partying and a lot of hanging out, um, but then it plateaued. But I still was an artist, but I was a bedroom artist, and so I would spend lots of time making cartoons and graphics, and then start getting back into music. But it was also kind of kicking off, and then it went into like lockdowns and stuff like that. That actually perfectly encapsulated, like, yeah, I spent all my time in front of a computer, going for walks and just chilling out. I was would drink a little bit at home, but nothing, nothing like this. And this has been a shock to the system. This has been a reminder of, yeah, my. I, I feel very comfortable in that lifestyle in that just like wake up usually quite early, 6.30 or so like that and sit in front of my computer and just get to work. I still like that style of working, but um, this out and about, literally just moving, literally just moving throughout the city right? Um, is, yeah, is a shock to the system yeah. right now. And it's sure. a
0: combination of the both. It's not the either or, right? It's, yeah, yeah. You're waking up that early. You're putting in an eight-hour day in front of the computer, mm-hmm. maybe getting some rest to have a bit of a meal and stuff, and then it's yeah. like, all right, get dressed. We're going out. You're hosting a thing. No, you're running sound for a gig. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is nonstop, which <laughs> it's also the best. It is
1: also the most fun, mm. and, it's, and it, it, it's, it's one of those things that like, I've known for so long that this was what I was going to do. I didn't know what form I was going to take. And so like, it's not like working a job that I don't want to do or something like that. That's, I could do that for four hours and feel completely emotionally drained. Cause like, I don't want to be here. It feels like a waste of time. And then doing this though, I could do 16 hours or longer and feel like I'm so wrecked physically and emotionally drained, but very
0: content with what mm-hmm. I've just accomplished. And how about that feeling of like, I wish I could still do more. I wish my body would let me do more right now. I want to sit down. I want to, you know, write, nut out some lyrics. I want to lay down this demo for Mm. this other beat and you just go, all right, I need to make my peace with the fact that that's a tomorrow thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would get annoyed at my body for failing me,
0: (laughs) Uh (laughs) but then I also...
1: I also just think like, oh, I did, I did this. This was me. <laughs> because, yep. because if I was, if, I, if in between all these times, if in between doing the work at the computer and then going to a gig, I sat there and did some yoga and I drank some green tea. And then while at the gig, I just was peaceful. I moved slowly. I didn't drink any alcohol. And, I, and then at the end of the night, I just went, I'll oh, see you later. Instead of hanging out for another four hours, potentially smashing whiskeys. And it's like, I can blame my body, but I know who's to blame. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Okay, but that was, a, that was a good little list of the things that you potentially can do work into your day to, to adjust your energy yes, levels. 100%. Um, doesn't mean you're going to necessarily start doing them. doesn't mean that you're going to no. have to. But if you're starting out and you are doing these things like yoga and sipping green tea and mm. otherwise doing nothing, then when you start your music career, mm. make sure you keep those kids because yeah. they help. I've actually been getting on tea a lot more. Oh, yeah, for, not,
1: yeah sort of for
0: that reason. Yeah.
1: Also, so drink less coffee as well. Um. Another thing, though, is this comes in waves, and this is very. This is more just like personally, because speaking especially on the alcohol consumption, like that's it's different for everybody, and there's an emotional side to it as well, and it comes in waves. Right now, I think it last this last weekend, I hit a particular peak, and I was like, oh, okay, I feel, now I feel like a, 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 a an exhaustion that I haven't felt in a long time, and right. that actually what brought this topic up for me today was was that experience. Um, but that comes in waves, and that re- and it's always like hit that peak, realization, take a step back. Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to peak again at some point because I'll forget. Yeah. Um, actually, that interesting kind of time time to bring that into what you're doing at the moment because you're going sure. through Ramadan at yep. the moment, and we've yep. uh, <laughs> we've been talking a lot about this recently because um, yeah. we've done some video content based on mm-hmm. Ramadan, and I've been learning a lot more about it. Um, how does, how does that wave recede, wave kind of recede, relate to you at the moment?
0: Yeah, um, it's a great question. I think the thing I'm noticing, I mean, like last year, for example, was when I was still waking up and doing the same thing, right, eight hours, yep. nine straight hours of work, or I would like wake up, set my fast at five in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, and then it's like, okay, well, I'll go for a walk, I'll come back, sit down and just do work for three, four, five hours. Mm. It's 10 a.m., I'm hungry, but whatever and then have a nap or something like that. And it's like, we're in lockdown, so it's not really a problem. And then at night, it's just chill in bed by like nine or 10 o'clock and then we're done. Um, Very different ball game this week. So it started on Tuesday and we're on Monday now. So this is my seventh day um, fasting, which it feels like it's flown past, Um, but that that ebb and flow is very marked now. Like I'm very aware of uh, my energy. And I guess the most aware I get is usually around four or 5 p.m. So about an hour, two hours before breaking my fast where I'm just, I know for a fact that I'm so flat and like holding attention in conversations is real difficult. Um, You saw me driving yesterday. That was was a sight to behold through like these looks.
2: I trust you with my life, but that was, there was a few dodgy moves (laughs) told.
0: it's
1: just
0: like attention narrows it really does and then it's it's harder to retain focus and i I was particularly like in a way yesterday but recognizing that for myself and then how quickly it bounces the other way is also really big for me so you know breaking my fast before uh talking blue was uh, was the first day of it and i was like really wrecked but there was something about being around people and, and the extrovert in me really came out um but now it's just like, okay, cool. We were all at this party on Saturday night, and that was a lot of fun. And it just got to sort of ten thirty, and I went, yeah, cool. If I have any hope of waking up tomorrow, um, and then we had, uh, and then I had work yesterday, so it was just like, okay, if I'm if I'm gonna wake up on Sunday and then go to work at one point for four hours with like a bunch of screaming kids and, and bows and arrows, I need to go to bed. So recognizing that in myself and just going, I'm going to do this. And that normally would have been the time where I would like have a Red Bull or have a drink or something, uh, you know, smoke a cigarette or three and just like, yeah, cool, this is fine. This is I'm doing things, so it's fine. And it's like the kind of lies and the tricks we tell ourselves to just keep going because of that, like, I guess social proof kind of pressure. And maybe that's something that you have felt as well in the past or maybe that's, that's why we kind of keep consuming because it just keeps us in that place and, and we're there and we don't want to miss out. Um, So recognizing that and just going, okay, cool, I'm I'm feeling flat. I'm just going to sit back. I'm not going to force anything. And then I sit back for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes and don't do anything. And then suddenly I'm like up and at it again. Or like, yeah, when we played the farmer's market, uh, Footage Inbound, um, that was so good. Uh, and going into it again, like driving all the way down there in the morning, like I'm still, you know, fresh as. Um, but going down there, I was already like, okay, well, I'm hungry. I'm looking around. I can smell coffee. I really want it, mm. all that kind of stuff. And I just, even as we're setting up, I was just thinking to myself, I don't have the energy. Like I I, I can't do what I would normally do. And yet like, you know, two minutes in advance just jumping on the mic and and welcoming people hey what's up hey we're about to be doing this thing and I could just feel it start to build up again Mm -hmm. and just recognizing that there's there's nourishment that comes in different sources and and where do I get it where do I enjoy it from so that wave to me then is very much about like when am I on stage when am I engaging and sharing in energy and in that sense like that is nourishment in and of itself Mm -hmm. and when I'm not doing that when I'm away from that, whether it's doing admin stuff or whether it's, you know, um, sending out messages, taking care of the network, like reaching out to everyone in the collective or something, all that kind of stuff is super important and very much a part of what we're all trying to do and part of the project for me as well. Um, But, you know, sourcing work or talking to venues or something is then like really depleting. Um, And then if I don't have a baseline of like food stores and energy, then it really like hits home. And then I just need to like take a nap or watch some TV or just something, you know. Um, but yeah, what about for you, Amatha? Like you, you have quite an interesting relationship with like food and diet mm-hmm. as well. And that's year round. Mm-hmm. And how do you find that impacts you? And, and I guess coming back to farmer's market,
2: yeah. that exchange
0: with the audience <laughs> that you felt like you weren't necessarily getting.
2: Yeah, right. So, I mean, I'll, I'll start on this diet business. Um, because we have been going out so much I have been eating out of the house which is not good for my stomach because like I'm I'm a veggie girl I, uh, I, I I eat my veggies and like having really processed food and, like really carby it just it feels heavy so I do think in some way shape or form that is impacting my mental health for sure the food that I'm now consuming because I haven't been home um but yeah as for the farmer's market like You know, I absolutely loved doing the VU tracks. I was vibing. I was feeling it. Also, just working in collaboration, I think, for me personally, is always funner. But also, like, I do like doing my own stuff. But I guess, like, you know, I'm going through this weird thing. (laughs) And I'm just going to be blunt about it, because why not? Um, I'm kind of battling between, like, you know, this usual kind of flowing with things versus, you know kind of more an intellectual approach like I want to find a balance but I'm also really struggling to find a balance because I'm not used to like heavily like processing my creativity through my like my mind essentially Um, so like even me making this decision to like choose what songs I was going to play before arriving rather than going there feeling the vibe and choosing then was me trying to play around with this idea of like, let me think about it. Let me like, you know, think about what, I, what would be appropriate. Um, and I guess, you know, it was a helpful thing to learn about myself that like, that's just not my process. Like I used to feel really guilty about it. Like kind of almost like self-conscious and ashamed that I wasn't able to engage with my mind in that aspect of my creativity. Um, but you know, I still think that I use my mind when I'm doing music production and stuff and like, you know, the, the, the stuff that you need your mind for and then like the rest of it, like the creative stuff, the flow state or, you know, choosing the songs that I want to play when I get to the, uh, the place. I think I'll reserve that for like, yeah, that the, uh, the other space inside me. Um, so yeah, this, this has been, I'm just I just threw a bunch of ideas in your direction. I don't know if I answered any questions. But it's just like kind of word vomit what I was going through, what I was feeling.
0: I think, yeah, there, there is a lot to unpack in that. But I, I guess like that's one of the big things as artists is finding your process. Mm-hmm. So within that lifestyle, like, you know, for, for some people, like I've played in bands where it's like this is the set list. And with very minimal um, sort of adjustment, that's kind of what we'll give each time. And then the last time, so Sikanda is a great example. The last time we played, we played at Mr. Boogeyman Bar. That was awesome. Um, and just during the set, there was just this sort of general feeling that, okay, right. The people are more responding to when there's beats, when Ronan's playing the drums. So let's, let's like reshuffle or move around some of the um, more instrumental tracks. And so the moment we did that, we were really comfortable and just feeling that vibe. And so that's something that I hadn't seen in that band before, but I really like that agility and the ability to just be nimble and go, all right, we're gonna go about it this way. So finding that process, whether you're a structure or a go with the flow type person is, is really important. And how, like, I guess for both of you, like how have you found like structure versus going with the flow for yourself in your practice and then also in how you engage with other artists and, and venues and things like that? Um, well, one
1: thing that comes to mind, actually tying back into the, these two different lifestyles that I've been toying with as an artist to make an album or to make whatever, what have you, for the most part, like now, I, now I've put in enough time that I can smash out a verse if someone needs me to do a thing and that's fine. If I give like a really specific do this for here, I'm like, all right, cool. But to, to, break, to, to, to develop a whole new thing, like last time, that was like a month to three month writing process of like every single day just sitting in front of my computer, procrastinating mostly, just like looking up images and gathering like mood boards and stuff like that. And at the moment, I don't have that type of life. I don't have the time. I don't have the time to do that kind of thing. So I'm not writing at the moment um, at all. Um, and I kind of, I really want to get back to that. And But I need to try and figure out how can I, I know this is what I want to do because I want to build Vibe Union, Vibe Union up. I know that's what I've wanted to do for a long, long time, even before it was Vibe Union. I knew I wanted to build some sort of community and some sort of business out of this. And I need to figure out how to couple that with still writing. Mm. And I don't know how right now. And I think you're feeling very similar.
2: Yeah, Yeah, pretty much exactly the same. Like this morning was the longest period of time. I've had to work on my own stuff for a long time. So like I woke up at six, like, well, it took me half an hour to actually awaken into the world. I actually got out of bed at 6:30, if I'm being honest.
1: <laughs> You're a half hour earlier than me, which is. <laughs> I was kicking myself. I looked at the clock. 7:30. God damn. Oh,
2: I know that <laughs> feeling, man. And so, yeah, pretty much from like seven until like, um, 10, I was working on my own stuff and, you know, remembered how important it is for me to be able to express myself in this way because like. I guess, yeah, I get so caught up with other projects and doing other things that, like, I forget that me expressing myself is, like, a really important part of just me staying sane Mm -hmm. and just on top of my own. Like, the song I wrote today really helped reflect a lot of emotions that I was going through, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, I, you know, now I'm kind of taking it as, like, my form of therapy and I, yeah, I'm going to have to force myself to make time for it. Mm. Because that's just like, that's just what it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: I know we've addressed this a lot on other episodes as well, but a really critical thing to keep hammering home with that mm-hmm. is even if it's not with an outcome in mind, like write that song because it is expression.
2: Absolutely. Like I'm yeah. definitely
0: finding right now, I'm in a lot of, like I'm, I'm just more aware, like on a mindfulness level of like what my thoughts are doing, where they're coming from and, and what they're all about. And as I'm in this space, I'm recognizing that a lot of it is just like un... Uh, like blocked up like yeah emotional stuff or just stuff that I've kind of wanted to say or or have a feeling or a thought on someone or something or an interaction and it's just there, it's just bouncing around and I know for a fact like I try, my, my process tends to be to try to transmute it. Like just go okay that is pure energy and yeah it's sort of anxious energy or it's anger energy or whatever it is And then instead we're doing this thing and I'm just channeling that, like trying to convert it back down to just raw energy molecules and then convert it back out into spoken word, into eye contact, into being here, you know. So all that kind of stuff is generally my process and recognizing that sometimes it does fall short because there's like, a lot that can't be broken down. Um, in like food health terms, it's like a glob of gluten, right? Your body, gluten is just like something that your stomach acid needs to take longer to break down into smaller bits and then digest those smaller bits. It can't do the gluten straight away. Mm. And in the same way, like there are some emotions and some things that you feel that are so strong, you just need to apply them specifically to being expressed in their way. Mm-hmm. So that song that you're talking about that you made this morning, that may or may not come out to see the light of day, but that you wrote it is an important part of the lifestyle in and of itself.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I agree
1: with that.
0: Cool. Right, there was something that uh, was tickling at your brain just before.
1: Yeah, it's very true. I can't remember. Uh, except that, well, what with what you were saying, so using it as either therapy or just, uh, I think seeing right now, like where we all get, we all get energy from different places. Um, right now you don't have food throughout the day or you don't have anything throughout the day. Um, but to get that feed, to get that energy from the audience mm. is an, an incredible uh, sustenance for a short period of time. Yeah. Um, I haven't fasted for a full day, so I can't really <laughs> say sure. if you can survive yeah. on audience sustenance <laughs> yeah but same like right now because I, I love performing and I love that feedback from the audience. Um, but usually afterwards, I actually kind of recede back into myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it at my album launch. I would I go on stage and I had an amazing time. It was my favorite performance I've ever done. And but afterwards, I was still the tech guy, so I still had yep. to pack everything up, roll leads and shit like this. And a few people came up to me and said, "Come come hang out! Like you just did the thing, come and hang out." And like I no, I need to do. I just need to do this. Mm-hmm. But in my brain, I was like, "No, I also just need a second because mm-hmm. I actually I've, I've actually I've expelled my energy on stage yeah. and I have and I." I'm very content afterwards, but mm-hmm. I'm not bouncing around afterwards. Yeah. Um, I am bouncing around when I come up with a new beat or when I write mm-hmm. some new lyrics, and mm-hmm. I'm not doing it at that moment. But that that putting the album out, like I didn't, I didn't even really feel. <laughs> it sounds weird to say, but I don't really feel that much when right. it, when, it, when it finally released. Yeah. But every day that I had a new beat or some new lyrics, I was like fucking bounce mm. around the house like this is it, Absolutely. this is everything. Yeah. That's where I get my energy from. Oh, yeah. And I think I'm gonna be able to give a lot more energy back to the audience and back into the marketing and the admin and all that kind of shit with Vibe Union. Yeah. Like that's I'm actually gonna have more energy to put in back into that if I'm taking the time. And I think it is actually gonna be like I'm gonna need to start putting in my calendar like this day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably not a full day. This morning, mm-hmm. I'm not talking to anyone. Mm-hmm. I might even turn my phone off. Yeah. I'm working on yeah. music, my music yeah. at this point in time. I've actually mm-hmm. been thinking of like, that. I'm I'm considering like in a few months, just taking a full week, maybe a month, of just like we've set up these systems of vibe union. Vibe union can probably run by itself for a little bit. And yeah. I'm gonna take that block of time and then Switching off. I'm out. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna nice. do, do my own thing. Yeah, know, I won't do that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a
0: plan. It's it's, it's well. I mean, no point people call it a holiday. That's yeah like, that's, that's what it is right people take annual leave yeah, and they, they nick off from their workplace yeah and they go away for two weeks and mm-hmm. they take photos with their kids and mm-hmm. they just have their phone off and it's yeah. like do not disturb their autoresponder is on on email and no one questions it yeah no one has a problem with that this person who's like the head of finance or the person who made sure that or you know everything is running I'm go there. I'm yeah. <laughs> <go there. laughs> right if the prime minister can take a holiday when there's bushfires and there's yeah. God knows what going on in the country, yeah. then it's okay and it should be okay to feel like, "Cool, I need a week, I need two yeah, weeks." I'm in the same sure. boat. I'm, yeah. I'm also in that place, and I'm, I'm enjoying. And there's a part of me that isn't, but I'm very much on the, on the whole enjoying that so much is happening mm. without needing my particular yeah. input. And I'm sure we're all in that same place where previously it was like, unless the three, four, five of us that were there were there it's not happening like yeah. it's just not and now it's like cool someone else can step up there's there's delegation happening and yeah. it's pretty yeah. powerful uh,
1: yeah, yeah and it's not i don't think it's fully there yet but that mm. is that's it's a big reason why i love vibing so much is that i feel that there's still this big foundation being laid and there is going to be a point hopefully soon where it just it
0: stands by itself yeah which is really really cool really yeah. exciting all right, well, we're about, we're about 25 minutes into the podcast, which is about halfway, uh, which means it's now time for a special new segment. This is the part where we check that you're actually paying attention. Mm. And if you are, you get to make up whatever this part of the podcast is about. We're just going to mouth sounds mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to hear anything and you're going to be convinced if you haven't been paying attention that your YouTube is glitching on you. But If you are paying attention, feel free to narrate along with whatever you think we're saying.
2: And scene. beautiful.
0: Thank you. Uh, you're, yeah, uh, <laughs> drop in the comments below what you think that was all about. Uh, <laughs> we'd love to know. <laughs> I know I didn't
1: commit so as much as I could have, but I just was like my brain just went to dead air. We can't. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs>
0: And to our Spotify listeners, we grossly apologize.
2: <laughs> Sorry about that. Blank Honestly, space there's
0: not safe. that many of you, so yeah. <laughs> Thank go to you. YouTube. I believe it's four. <laughs> Thank you, you four gorgeous humans. Um, Sorry, mom. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's, let's think about sort of the remedy to the situation, right, where we're generating this level of drain. We're dra- generating this level of, like, wreckedness. Mm-hmm. And this is a Monday morning. We're supposed to be yeah. chilling out. Um, how I'll I'll kick off with a bit of an answer, but like, what are the ways that we are all able to recuperate and even like to mitigate and avoid something like that happening? Um, something that I noticed again in this week is just taking time to kind of go back to just self, like Mm -hmm. rather than being an artist, rather than being like a member of Vibe Union, like what are the things that I just enjoy doing and whether that's watching TV, which can be a bit of a cop out, um, but it's hanging out with friends and actually just having purely social um, hangs and, and yeah. activities. So whether that's, you know, a mate's house party where, yeah, we're all there, but we're not there to talk business. We're not planning anything, whether it's after a gig, just going and kicking on somewhere and deliberately away from that venue mm-hmm. so that it's just that, like, again, as a social person, I love all of that stuff and that's great. Um, Or yeah, just sort of manufacturing more social, wholesome moments, hanging out with our partners, loved ones, family, friends, um, I'm finding to be a really good sort of release and just a reminder that like, yeah, cool, that's not my entire existence because different to a full-time job, something like this, It doesn't have the confines of like nine to five Mm. or physical space of office. The
2: lines are really blurred.
0: So being able to then take time purely away where, yeah, phone off, hanging out, going to go watch a movie with someone Mm. or whatever it ends up being, that then is the moment where it's very clear night and day, I'm not working i'm not being an artist i'm just being myself that it it goes in my
1: yeah it goes in my calendar now my calendar is like watch uh christopher robin the winnie the pooh movie with kelsey at this time on this day and um it feels we it feels really weird to be that rigid and to like put that kind of stuff in your calendar with like set times like at 7 p.m do the thing but it's like no actually that It tricks my brain into switching off. It's like, well, no, this is yeah, because because wow. I'm in that mode anyway of like, oh, it's time to do the thing. I've got a meeting at this time. So when yeah. I get to that meeting, I was I was thinking about all this other stuff and now oh, now we're here. Same with the podcast. You know, mm-hmm. like my mind was entirely in marketing and stuff like that this morning. And then we get to the podcast and we start talking about all this kind of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. And just like, I love being able to switch into those modes. And mm-hmm. I think doing this lifestyle and playing it out for me with to-do lists and calendars and all that kind of stuff, is so necessary and it but it yeah it just tricks my brain and it, it has been working with with relaxing as well. I put I put into my calendar play video games at this time. Yeah right. And I just just do it cuz it's like oh well that's what my calendar says to do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's time yeah, nice. to do
0: that. Cool so actually using the methods that would otherwise be wrecking you to mm-hmm. set up like the things that are there to help you yeah. bounce back.
1: Yes. Nice. And also it's an interesting one cuz I I'm someone who like during when during lockdowns or something like that i was someone who if i'm not eating chips and watching tv Mm. even now even now like almost like if i've got a full day off if i'm not eating chips in front of tv watching seinfeld at the moment at 3 p.m my brain says there's something wrong you've got a very set schedule Mm. and it's i i wish that wasn't me i wish that wasn't how i operated um and But now the schedule is so all over the place. And so yeah. for, telling my brain like, no, you've got this block of time at this random time to relax. Mm-hmm. And now my, I, think, I think I'm actually finding it easier now to relax mm. when it is time to relax.
2: Mm. That's something I'm still struggling with actually. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, and I, I like this tip of like, actually designating time to chill which sounds super like structured but i'm the same like the the lines are so blurred between like working and because my my work is in my home like my my studio is my bedroom so and i'm always in there and i don't Mm -hmm. make that separation because like i'm either in there working or sleeping and i'm always in there Mm -hmm. so yeah to actually designate like this time i'm like not gonna do any work Mm -hmm. and to follow through with that is a great hint cuz right now I'm really struggling with mm. that myself so it's Thank a, you. A, it's an unfortunate
1: mm. thing but having the having your workspace in your bedroom sucks. Yeah. And that was totally. that was my biggest issue during lockdown was right. it was mm. my I was in a different place and my room was super tiny and I was sharing it half the time with my girlfriend and it's just not a lot of space mm. and it's like you wake up well, we've done we've done lockdown episodes but well, mm-hmm. you know you wake up you get you you turn from your bed and there's your work area yeah. and you go yeah. there and then that's a nightmare. Mm. I, I hate it so much. I'm so, Thanks, I feel so y. lucky. <laughs> yeah.
2: This is my current life. No, it's yeah. fine. It's really okay. My, my room is huge. But I, maybe
1: setting, yeah, maybe setting a schedule though will yes. will help trick your brain. Until yeah. some point, hopefully, you know, Vibe has a, a physical space mm. that you
0: go to do your work. That's
2: the dream. That's going to change, yep. change yeah. everything. Yeah. Would it
0: be possible for you to set up some sort of like a partition? you know, you the know the smallest what? Maybe
2: thing. actually. Like a yeah. like that's one of those such Japanese a good screens. Idea. Mm. I love that. I will actually hit that up. It becomes yeah. like a
0: work nook.
2: Oh, that's so good. And then it's yeah.
0: separate from yeah. the bedroom. Absolutely. I, I
1: did that. I did that mm. um back at a back at an old house. It was a it was still another room, but like I set up this area, it's like this is my writing space. This yeah. is where I go mm. to zone out. I put a screen up, I line the area with posters, and it was literally like a like a two and a half, maybe three feet box mm. that i just kind of cocooned that's myself really in and working yeah. here and then when i leave like, I'm not doing this anymore.
2: yeah that's a hot mm. tip mm-hmm. hot tip
0: hot tip Bam. make
2: a box inside your room and mm-hmm. stick inside it it's
0: a room in a room
2: room in a room inception roomception yeah. roomception mm.
0: all right so thinking about like last night we were out to dinner and a friend of ours yeah. darcy hope you're watching shout outs Shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> Darcy told us about a phenomenon called the straight through crew. Mm-hmm. This is where you generally work in a hospital. <laughs> yeah. You go out all night after your shift. So you like close up at six. You're like, let's get on the beers. From the beers, it's let's go out here. Mm. It's Friday night. Let's go out. Friday night turns into wee hours of Saturday morning. It's Six on a Saturday morning. And then, you know, you've got to be at the cafe or whatever else it is mm-hmm. that you do at seven. And uh, let's, just, let's just knock back something energizing mm. and, uh, and then kick straight on into, into work again. Wow. Have you ever done that? What is, what is that like? <laughs> energizing. Have, I ever done that? have you ever done that? Um,
1: Darcy was talking about using certain stimulants that I have not tried. Oh. Um, <laughs> they will go unmentioned, but... Mm, I don't know if I've done all nighters into the next day. Yeah, right. But definitely so many days of mm. two hours, three hours sleep. Yeah. Mm. Completely blind drunk and then getting to work and trying to do it. Um, mm. I did it the other day for the market. Oh, wow. Oh, that, yeah, was, that, was, that was four hours sleep. Wow. Um, and I was blind drunk. I was swigging from a whiskey bottle on a tram like <laughs> pri- like that evening, the night prior, and then getting up and going to the market to do a gig. Mm-hmm. That was rough. But at the same time, I've got a lot of experience doing it, but at the same time <laughs> um, I found it easier than going to work and and doing the cafe job sure while, yep. while blind, uh, after being blind or still blind <laughs> <laughs> yikes yeah, I don't know um, mm. that's awful and oh yeah uh, yep but also speaking from being in hospitality though that's it's a badge of honor sure and it's gross that that's the case right mm. but yeah. it's so much like. I've def I've I have i have been with crews, usually younger crews as well, like you know, like eighteen to twenty five kind of year olds all hanging mm-hmm. out together. And we all get blind drunk and then we all go to work the next day after like four hours, five mm-hmm. hours sleep. And it's yeah, like right. you you're serving customers and also kinda of giving each other the eye like <laughs> this mm-hmm. is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like yeah, I don't know. It's it's the ignorance I of
2: youth, you know, right. you got to do it. It's a fun time when you're there, yeah. but yeah. I could not imagine doing something like that now.
0: No. no. Yeah, well,
2: it's just not physically
0: I, I possible. I still do. Yeah. <laughs> it's We're, so dumb. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to say you hold, see, you hold sleep pretty sacred.
2: Yes, How absolutely.
0: Has that changed? Has that always been the case? Oh,
2: my goodness. So, yeah, I guess because we've been a lot busier and running around late nights and stuff, yeah, mm. it's it's kind of messed up the pattern, the bit, the rhythm I had going. Yeah. Because, you know, regardless of what time I get home after a gig or just an event, I will always try to get up at six. Mm. And that's been, yeah, that's been a bit more of a struggle. I found that during my days I feel a little more lethargic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find a routine. It's just, it is difficult with the lifestyle. Yeah, there is no yeah.
1: routine. That's the, that's, yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. was the same. I was like bed nine, 10, feels like, I feel like you were the same as well. Yep. Um, and then yeah, up at, up at six, up at 630 or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't be done.
2: Not possible. It can't I mean, be done right now. I'm forcing myself to do it, but yeah. at what cost is what I always mm-hmm. think when I'm looking at my 6am alarm and just like, Oh Lord Jesus. Anyway. Yeah.
1: I am finding it a hell of a lot easier. Doing this than working a proper job.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This, oh, okay. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Even uh-huh.
1: with even like, with more sleep. Yeah. So i if I did not get eight hours, in within also like specifically eight hours on my schedule, and then I had to get up and go to work. I was wrecked. Yeah. And now I can yep. get up with four hours sleep after being completely fucked up, and I'm like, well, I don't feel good. I feel like I might vomit, but. I, uh, but also feel sort of energized mm. in a way. And I like Because I it. love
2: what I'm doing. Like I'm getting yeah. up to pursue my passion. I'm not yeah. getting up to force myself to do something for someone else. That's a really important point, I believe. It's dangerous like,
1: though. It's dangerous, but dangerous. you're right. Yeah. Like
2: I, I can run on like two hours sleep over the period of like three days just because I, I love the life that I'm living. Mm-hmm. So while the lifestyle is intense, it's also deeply satisfying and it does give you a sort of grounded uh sacred energy that fuels you to keep going and you know you learn a lot and it's a scary process because you know you're unsure about what's unfolding but Mm. i mean it's all part of the lifestyle of an artist
0: for sure um i i definitely agree i think you know that I used to just be like, okay, this is happening now. I'm, I'm with these friends and now we're going out here. Now this is happening. Now we're doing this. It Suddenly it's 5 a.m., yeah. you know? And then it's just like, okay, well, it's 5 a.m. I'm just going to sleep until whatever time I sleep. Mm. One thing I've noticed with me lately has been like, cool, I know I've got, you know, Rapper's Delight and that only finishes at midnight, which means I'm kicking on there till 1.30, mm. which means the next day it would be foolish of me to try and book anything in in the morning right yeah. and if, and yeah. that's the best part about scheduling is going this is my lifestyle I'm looking at that I'm basically blocking out from midnight until noon the next day mm-hmm. as like rest time from the time that I finish that gig and that rest includes hanging out with friends and kicking on and all that kind of stuff but acknowledging that that's all part of it um, and so, again, it comes down to sort of scheduling rest and being, yeah. being with that and not just saying, okay, work at all costs. I need mm. to be up at 6 a.m. So I think, you know, maybe with with that and you have adjusted is where you go, it's not that I need to be up at 6, it's that I need to be this much rested mm. and, and that could be a flip. But I like that that sense of fulfillment, right? Like we we wake up in whatever state and it's like, okay, cool, we've got this thing to do. Mm. We see each other when we're bleary eyed, but it's still like, hey, what's up? Let's let's get to doing this. Mm. Um, And it is deeply fulfilling, but I think that's a really clear distinction. We know that feeling. We've known that feeling since day one. It's Mm. felt quite effortless to rock up and be around one another. Mm. You know, even day Mm. one and day two of the first retreat, um, Mm. when we first did this here, I remember like I'd been out to a protest. My voice was hoarse. I was sick. I'd been up and out till way late in the evening got home, woke up in the morning, 10 a.m. People are here, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember from the moment that you rocked up, I was just like, sweet, it's happening now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I might need all the coffee in the world, but this is happening and I feel good. Mm -hmm. So if anyone's like hearing this and you're getting to these days where you're just like wrecked and then you have to get up and you have to go meet this person or have to go do this thing for your music or whatever, then I think that should help call into question like what part of this equation isn't feeling right. Yeah. Because if you're having to go and have a meeting with someone, you're like, oh my God, I don't want to meet with this manager. I don't want to meet with this producer. I don't want to meet with this venue or whatever. Then that's a relationship that isn't fulfilling you. And if all of the things aren't fulfilling then it's like maybe this whole lifestyle isn't fulfilling.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. and, yes. then it, and then
0: if you can flip it and go, okay, well, maybe the partying stuff is the reason. Like maybe let me try like for a week not going out and then still going to those meetings. Mm. And then if suddenly all of those things feel real nice and rosy and cheery, then like, okay, cool. Going out that much isn't fulfilling. That's the part mm. that's taking away from your passion. It was actually just... You know, on like a neurochemistry level, like it's just taking away all your endorphins and all your serotonin mm. to be out with all these people. And it doesn't mean that you're doing drugs or anything. It mm. just means that you're expending yep. so much of your energy and and your passion mm. and you're losing out in that equation. Um, but flip side, like if you're doing all this stuff and you're following along with what we've been kind of guiding and, and suggesting or uh, along our paths mm. and you're still feeling unfulfilled then like maybe there's another path for you like maybe Mm -hmm. there's something else it's not purely i'm an artist therefore i have to suffer i don't feel like we Mm. suffer in a sense i feel like we encounter difficulty we encounter obstacles of like minimal sleep and things like that Mm -hmm. and then the moment we're approached with work we're just like yeah this is awesome i love this to pieces totally so Yeah, I mean, I guess like that sense of the artist has to suffer, like that kind of mentality. I I know you've touched on it before, right? But Amutha, like where's your head at with that relationship?
2: Um, Well, I guess it's the relationship with suffering. So what I feel like I'm going through now, on some level you could label it as suffering, but what it feels like really and truly is just, yeah, part of the process, like I was saying. It's another thing that I need to explore in order to, like, you know, cultivate who I'm becoming as an artist. So it's an odd relationship I have with that word suffering because I don't perceive it as necessarily a negative thing because I'm not experiencing it as a negative thing in my life Mm -hmm. particularly. I'm sure other people will have different experiences of it and I'm not discrediting that. It's more just like my own relationship with this idea of suffering is that, you know, it's part, it's all part of it and it feels intense at times and, you know, at times it's it's just like a dark, cloud kind of hanging over you but i think being able to still ground yourself in your own personal truth and let that help you navigate through those moments is like i don't know i feel like that's the path of an artist yeah just as a creative we engage with a different part of ourselves that most people don't get to touch on day to day because they don't exercise that muscle so yeah that's I guess my perspective on suffering.
1: Cool. Mm. And I also think um suffering is different to every uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I've also not really suffered, I don't think. I've had such a such a good just life in mm. general. It's yeah. been so breezy, so chill. Mm. Um and the, and that's why I get to do all this is because yeah. I've got I've just honestly got time mm. on my hands. <laughs> yeah. so some people need to feed a bunch of kids, mm-hmm. pay mortgages, yeah. um, what, you live in other countries where where the just the standard quality of life is so much lower. I am feel so lucky just to be living in Melbourne and mm. being able to do this. But my brain also then gets... It it guilts itself every when I was working in a cafe because it was like a five-hour shift, which is kind of nothing, doing five-hour shifts early in the morning and I still had all my day. And it was a good shift, it was a good life, but my... My Part of my brain just goes, <laughs> you're saying it, you're saying it, my dude. I feel you. And I would, just, I would just dip in and out of depression all the time. Mm. And now I am flat broke um, and I'm pushing myself so much harder. I'm putting in so many more hours. It, to some people, this would be a type of suffering in a sense of mm. like just the lack of sleep, the lack mm. of personal time. The lack of personal time is huge. Mm. And some people just couldn't do it, I don't think. Mm. But, I, but I, yeah, but every morning I wake up and go, this is fucking yes. sick. Oh yeah. This yeah. is the best. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, uh, and this is, this is important. I love having these conversations because this is mm-hmm. a reassessment of just like, okay, I know I pushed too hard one night and that then dominoed over into the next three. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I need to be aware of. And that's something mm-hmm. I need to recheck almost all the time. I need to, cause I want to drink alcohol. I love drinking alcohol. I'm mm. never going to stop drinking alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Unless my doctor tells me I'm dying, maybe. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but I need to keep on top of that kind of thing. Mm. And that side of things, that kind of suffering is still like, this is good.
2: I mean, that's it. It's just the finding the balance, I feel. That's exactly what I'm doing with the emotional stuff that I'm going through. Is like mm-hmm. just trying to find the balance between like, being with that and being here and not you know, yeah, I don't know, actually, it's a very abstract thing to try and articulate, but I get you, I feel you mm-hmm. just doing it on a in a different way i feel
1: um this artist artist needing to suffer kind of thing mm-hmm. is also at odds with the idea that if you find out what you enjoy, you won't work a day in your life, right, so i don't believe I don't believe in either of those things wholly I think sure. that's I think that's they're both. Too simple to be true, mm-hmm. um, in a sense. But, um, but it is kind of what we're saying anyway. Yeah. It is kind of what I am. <laughs> it is I kind of what say. I'm saying. Kinda is There's I'm more saying. nuance to it, depending on who you are, because I mm. think it's different for everybody. Yeah. yeah um. But yeah, the idea that it's an interesting thing because okay, it, so I, I was making more content, <sighs> writing a lot more when I wasn't as happy now things are good. (laughs) I'm not writing as much, but then I Mm. I don't know if that's just the workload. It's hard to to say.
0: I think, yeah, I think it is the workload and it's recognizing that sort of holistic nature. I think before, and and we were touching on this at the start, when we first came into all of this, we came in as I'm a musician, I'm exploring where this gets me. Like, this is definitely my story. I was just like, okay, you know, um, I used to do hip hop karaoke. And my friends were like, hey, we're recording some original raps. Do you want to write some stuff and record it? And this was back in 2016, mm-hmm. um, Hill House Studios, that's where it's at. And, um, and we started there and I was just like, cool. You know what? Rather than saying no to this thing that's otherwise like a bit of folly, a bit of silliness, I'm trying to do the full-time job thing of like being a salesperson and all that jazz mm-hmm. and I'm good at it. Let me, let me try. Classic salesperson. Let's see, yeah. <laughs> You have to believe. Um, It was literally like, I'm just going to start doing this. And I would say this to people. I'm I'm making music and I'm just going to see where it takes me. I'm just going to see what happens. And acknowledging that at no point have I shifted from that. I'm still continuing to say, I'm going to try this and let me see what happens. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, what has happened is I'm part of a collective. And in that collective, I take on a responsibility as an MC and I take on a responsibility as a networker and so then i wake up and i go as a networker i'm gonna go and talk to this person and see what happens Mm -hmm. that mission continues for me and so i'm still continuing to do that work it's deeply fulfilling and i've never really had to look back and go oh man what if i'd done this thing differently it's just i've kept making every move Mm -hmm. saying let me see what happens Mm -hmm. and if it feels wrong that's when i go okay cool no longer this, let me stop doing this thing and let me see what happens. Oh cool, this other opportunity presents itself or something like that mm-hmm. as well. But I think you're right, there is this dichotomy of like either you have to suffer for your work and until you're suffering, you're not you know, giving it your all, you're not putting in flesh, blood and, and sweat, blood and tears or, or all that kind of stuff. Or if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And I, I've seen people who are so passionate about the things that they do and I know how hard they work. They're coming home and they're, they're like run down. They're, they're 10 times worse off in a state than where we're at today. And they've been doing that for 30 straight years. Mm-hmm. And they're not the type of people that would be like, no, I didn't work today. I just I got to play around in my in my workshop. I got to play around as a plumber in other people's toilets. Like that was fun for me. <laughs> like, no, they just they really enjoy it. But it's the thing that gets them through the day with a smile on their face. And I think that that's what we're encountering as yeah. well. So I think it's, a, it's an interesting line. I think suffering is if you recognize that you just straight up hate this thing day in, day out um, in the way that you're talking about the cafe, in the way that like everything other than talking to people when I was a salesperson was trash. Mm. I just like, it didn't feel right. I didn't want to do the paperwork. I didn't want to do the follow-up. I didn't want to do the interacting with managers to chase down my commissions. Mm. All of that stuff didn't feel right. Whereas with... The world of music let me make music and see what happens it, networking also feels great hanging out with people i've never met before um who are at the same gig as i am it, that's just networking that feels great um i just really like networking guys i'm the zuckerberg of rap um so so that all feels great and good I, did you have anything more on, on this part or i had another question off of no, you're yeah. good. You're cool. Um, right you mentioned personal time, right? You feel like you have less personal time now. And I, I really resonated with that idea. And I, I guess first, like, let's, let's talk about what does personal time mean to each of us? Um, what did it used to mean before getting into this music stuff, before Vibe Union? Um, and then why, like, I'm on the same wavelength. I feel like I have less personal time now, but it's actually more fulfilling and I feel more enriched. Um, so personal time for me... Previously used to be, as I said, like hanging out with people, yeah, but more like I would count personal time as when I can be like phone off, video games on or movie on or binge, or just be eating a bunch of stuff or, um, you know, going for a walk, being out in nature or, or just, you know, not, not necessarily, like not having to engage with other people. It was like very much me time and only me time. That was my personal time previously. Um, what, did, what did personal time or me time look, look like for each of you? Um yeah, it was it was switching off entirely. It was
1: my favorite place in the world is to cook food and then sit in front of my TV and eat said food. Um, and I couldn't be happier than in that place. However, prior to this level of workload, actually, I think uh the lines were even were blurred even more for me because it was all work in my bedroom. Um, and so personal time was even if i dedicated a, a section of time well no there was no no never no there was never any dedication to personal time i think until now uh not until now but primarily it's really popping off right now <laughs> of like yeah i need to set this time to sit in front of my tv and i don't want to talk to anyone i don't want to think about anyone um it's really it's the yeah it seems like an obvious answer for me but i didn't think of it until then it's like yes yeah. I have to be alone. I need to be completely alone. Um, Even just having messages pop up on Instagram or Discord or what have you. I'm like, ah, that's, get out. Get out of my my personal space. This is my personal
0: space. (laughs) Two.
2: I, um, sorry, just completely blanked on the question as I was leaving. Personal time. Personal time, there we go. So um, my personal time is going on my walks and, Mm -hmm. or just going, like, yeah, going to nature, being at the beach, because that's just me feeling my surroundings and just allowing that to kind of wash over me uh, and try and reset myself and Mm. vibe with you know whatever I'm around so I feel like that that's been neglected a little bit because of the the lifestyle but again it's about just trying to make time for it so like even that decision to like walk here today through the through the creek and stuff like Oh, that was lovely. That was really nice. Just mm-hmm. being able to do that again after so long. Yeah. So nice. yeah, that's cool. personal time for me.
0: All right, sweet. Um, I'm just having a flashback right now of back back thinking back to my first job. I used to work at Woolies. And at Woolies, you get like a discount card. So you get 5% off all purchases across all Woolies brands and stuff like that. And so here I am at 16, 17, and I would knock off a shift, you know, 9 p.m. or whatever. I'd buy a four pack of Vs and there the like, was a limited edition flavor as well. It was like extra sour and something like that. And I would get home, four pack of Vs and like some Maltesers. Maltesers or M&Ms or whatever. And I would get home, I like had a routine, my Xbox controller, I would put it like at the first most corner of my room. So as I walk into my room, I can hold down the button to turn it on. Then while it boots, I like take my bag off, like rip open a can of V sit down on the beanbag I had in front of the Xbox. And then I would just sit there and play games until whatever hour of the morning till I'm completely gone, like buzzing, but also totally fatigued with this combination of sugar V and sheer exhaustion. And that for whatever reason felt like proper, like the way to reclaim my like meanness after this job. And it was, you know, that was my first job. Before that, I hadn't had to do anything with my spare time. I would play video games somewhat in moderation or I would study or this or that. And now it was just like, that is the balance. I just come home and I do that. Um, And occasionally I might play guitar. And I look at that now and it kind of more or less carries through. But in this past year, like, you know, I used to do the same thing with Rocket League previous to Vibe Union. I would just wake up, play some Rocket League, like just sit there, get abusive and annoyed at all these different kids around the world. And... And I've just noticed recently, like, so I just turned off my Xbox Live subscription. I've stopped playing video games entirely. I have, like, a game on my phone that I'll play for maybe 10 minutes in a given day. And that's just, like, in between things, just brain off, totally consumed by this thing. And I've noticed that my personal time in that sense has completely dwindled because it was actually just an escape It was like, I have totally lost autonomy and I've just given myself up to everyone and everything else and I just need to reclaim that. And it was always in like a really self-sabotaging kind of way. And that's really dwindled. Um, In the same way, like scrolling on Facebook or Instagram has totally like all but disappeared. And it's only when I catch myself, now it feels like such a rarity that I'm like, all right, why am I doing this? I need to be, oh, cool, because I'm not feeling like myself. I'm not feeling like I'm getting my me time. But recognizing that even that is a symptom of I'm in a, I'm in a good place. Like I'm in, that, I'm in that lifestyle that I want to be in. So I'm not having to reclaim my meanness. I'm actually being me in this thing that is work, that is taking away time. Like my energy is exhausting, but I can get to the end of the day and go, sweet, I'm just going to go straight to bed, lights out, done, I'm sleeping. Um, rather than faff around on yeah, Facebook for two straight hours or whatever and, and tiring myself out more um uh, have you yeah I guess you're kind of talking about losing that bit of me time a little bit but is it at the expense of something better or is it actually like taking away from something of you
2: definitely and actually you're totally right because me just me working is me embodying myself so I don't feel like I need you know moments to watch tv or something like that because my my day-to-day even if i'm like you know producing for someone else or i'm just like whatever i'm doing with my life i'm doing it for me Mm -hmm. so i am embodying myself you're right i don't need to like have a separate moment to do like something that might take me away from being present in a sense yeah it's helpful to like do those walks in nature and stuff because it really does feel like a bit of a reset if things are chaotic, but for the most part, like just to exist in the world as a creative, I think like by nature, you are like more closer to who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, that's not to say that you can't be doing that and like working any other job, but as long it's, as it's been done with like passion and like genuine interest, I feel like that me time, it, it's, it's no longer something that doesn't serve you. It's something mm. that, yeah, that brings you, like a greater sense of fulfillment. So like, yeah, walking around in nature and just like yep. taking that in.
0: Nice. So I guess like starting to recap a little bit, we've really like expanded through this episode in terms of like why we're wrecked, mm-hmm. why that's actually kind of a good thing, mm-hmm. where it's kind of bad. So I guess looking at that, we come into this, um, this morning uh, off the back of a gig, uh, went out to go check out a gig similar to what we're going to be doing in two mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, We had poetry this week. We've got a gig tomorrow. There's all this stuff happening. Uh, So the exhaustion is quite real. The sleep deprivation is quite real. So real. Um, And then we're looking at why that's good. So it's good because it's in the pursuit of something that we're passionate about. And it's actually like bringing into focus and bringing into harmony, all the different aspects of the life that we're leading. Mm -hmm. So looking at why it's kind of good that we're wrecked, like Mm -hmm. it's actually the exhaustion and the expenditure of all of the things that we're doing um, and living out in our sort of day-to-day existence um, and and recognizing that this is part of what I wanted. This was my vision or for those of us for whom it's incidental, this feels right. I can build a vision off of this, like projecting out into the future. That's, Mm. that's the other part. You don't have to have vision to feel like you're guided. Sometimes you can be guided just in the moment. This feels nice. This feels good to be here right now. And that feeling is what's going to spur me into, oh, cool. Maybe I just need to be doing this all of the time. Mm. Like people have epiphanies where they console their best friend and then they go, you know what? I could be a counselor. I could be a therapist. Mm. And it might be, misplaced in the long run but that feeling is actually so powerful and so pure because you go I was present in this moment and I did this thing and that helps me see a version of myself in the future that I think I want to be and so um, in terms of this expenditure we're on the other end of that we've been doing all the stuff that feels really right and part of the vision Mm. and that's why we feel really wrecked and Mm. that exchange I guess we kind of discuss like is a little bit surprising Because before this, whether we were partying or working ridiculous hours or um, anything else that we were doing, we were in the same level of wrecked and we're like, well, if we're doing all the right stuff now, why are we still wrecked? Mm. Um, But it kind of makes sense. Um, But looking at some of the bad symptoms, like you know, that we're still coupling in the really late nights along with Mm. the early mornings of work and how I guess like this is a question for the audience, like how are you sort of decoupling those things? Are you finding that the two things clash and are you able to kind of sacrifice one, whether it's the late nights so that you can have the early mornings or compromise on the work and make the late nights work for you instead? Um, What are those things that you can do? So that's sort of the the tipsy, the bad side of how wrecked we are and and why this is a, a problem. In the lifestyle because it, it can't be sustainable well, yeah. here we are like fantasizing about <laughs> the two weeks that we can turn our phones off and totally disappear <laughs> like i can't wait to go do vipassana again i don't know when that's going to be but mm. the moment i can get two straight weeks that i can disappear that's exactly where i'm going to yeah. be mm. um and then we touched on beyond that like yeah the parts of the lifestyle that are so fulfilling and and the differences we've noticed in ourselves in our lives um, as we've come to this point where we're at today. Um, so for me, that's, yeah, a, like a loss of that personal time and that time that I would otherwise just like, all right, this friend hit me up, I'm just going to rock up. Or mm. oh, I've been thinking about this friend lately, I'm going to try and make sure I can go and see them or whatever. Mm. It's like I don't have a social life that's not the music world, mm. but I'm really glad that socially like what we have going is, is pretty phenomenal.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, and I think that sort of is the journey of like where we're all at in terms of Wrecked, but I wanted to throw to you guys for final thoughts, like what are your – sort of takeaways from today and, and what would you like to offer anyone that's still paying attention?
1: I feel like um, we've really hit on um, that you need to give time to basically take another breath in before you, um, before you breathe out. And that is cycles, um, orbits, uh, everything, that, everything that we're going through. Um, but this, what you were just kind of saying made me realize that like, I did a lot of breathing in, I think, back in the day. I had a lot of me time. I had a lot of personal time. And that was just constantly just like. And I had mm. all this um, pent up energy waiting to be released mm. and going to a job and working, even though physically I'm expending more energy, emotionally, I was still, I would walk away and still feel like a 12 mm. year old who just had a bunch of Vs and just feel like. <laughs> where am I supposed to put this energy? I keep trying these things. I keep trying to put it into video games. I keep trying to mm-hmm. put it into my job. I keep trying to put it into partying with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you walk away physically exhausted, but I still have all this fucking energy. And now I'm exhausted, but mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I actually released a bunch of energy. Now I take a breath in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I, you, I think you need to find where that energy is supposed to go. Because I don't think... I don't think you can expend the energy in the wrong space, wrong mm-hmm. place. You walk away with the same energy. You've drained yourself, but you've still got that. There's something in there that needs to get out. Yeah. That's how I'm putting it. I like
0: that.
2: Wow, okay. Um, yeah, what was the question again, sorry?
0: Final <laughs> thoughts, Fine, oh, Just final
2: thoughts, okay. I was like trying to answer something specific. Um, you know, I, it's okay to, to, to not be okay. Um, but to also accept that not okayness and like continue to focus on yourself and grow who you are. Like, you know, life is going to keep throwing things at you, challenges and whatnot. And as long as you can stay true to yourself and like learn to navigate from a very like holistic place that, where you're looking after yourself as well as the people around you, you know, you should be all Gs.
0: <laughs> all right. We hope if you're not already all G's, that you do follow the steps from today's episode and you should be all G's. Hell yeah. uh, From MQ, Wrath, and Amutha and Vibe Union. Peace out. See you next time. See you next week.